Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it has stopped raining, <laughs> where we are officially in the summer here in Costa Rica. And this is a little early for this year, um, this time of the year, but it is November 21st in the year 2021. So it is 11 And it is the switchover day. It is the day when we stop having the sun in Scorpio and it changes over to the sun in Sagittarius. Now, what does that mean? This happens every year. This happens around this time every year. And we have the sun in Scorpio for a month and then it moves into Sag for a month. And what's interesting about this is Scorpio is very different from Sag. And this is this is where I think, you know, this is a section of the zodiac where I think things are extremely different from sign to sign. I think Scorpio, Sag, and Capricorn are very different from one another. And that's the progression, as you know, if you follow astrology, you know that we go from Scorpio, we go to Sag, we go to Capricorn, and then we go to Aquarius. And again, it's different. Um, so what happens um, is that the sun moves from a fixed water sign, which is Scorpio, to a mutable fire sign, which is Sagittarius. And Scorpio is fixed, meaning it is the stable, stick with it, stay the course kind of sign. It's a fixed sign along with Taurus, Leo, and Aquarius. Now, fixed signs are not easily moved. They don't often budge. They are stubborn. Um, that's the downside of them. The good side of them is that they are um, the people that get the job done, they stick with it. They make sure it happens, okay? And Scorpio is a water sign, even though a scorpion is a desert creature. There are three animals associated with the sign of Scorpio. The scorpion, of course, the eagle, and the phoenix. And I feel like the phoenix is a really good explanation, even though it's a mythological creature, um, but a centaur is a mythological creature too, which is the Sagittarius symbol. And what is interesting about the phoenix is, is it becomes, you know, it burns out into ashes and then rises from the ashes. And that's really the essence of Scorpio more than anything, because Scorpio is about transformation. It is about turning the page. It is about like completely dissolving into something such as like burning up into ashes, even though Scorpio is not a fire sign, and then rising up out of the ashes anew in a transformation. Scorpio is ruled by Pluto and co-ruled by Mars because Mars was the traditional ruler of Scorpio before they discovered Pluto. So Scorpio is very much about passion and intensity and you know, they get a bad reputation because they're perceived as secretive or are vengeful. And I think what happens with Scorpio, and I have a lot of Scorpios in my life and I find them to be very lovely people. Um, it's the Scorpio moon that's a little more complicated than the Scorpio sun. But we're talking about the sun and the sun in Scorpio is really where we go into the intensity and the passion and the focus very narrow focus of certain things in our lives, depending where we have Scorpio on our chart. And the hidden things, Scorpio is known for secrecy, quote unquote. It's, it is the stuff that we have to go under the layers and into the, uh, the 
bottom in the of the underworld to connect with what's really going on. It's not necessarily an open book the way Sagittarius is because Scorpio feels everything so passionately, so intensely, so clearly feeling that they are very close to everything and therefore they keep things close to the vest and they don't let you necessarily know all their desires, all their thoughts, all of their um, instincts. They're all kind of kept under wraps because they feel them so much. You know, Scorpio feels more than anything. They feel deep, deep, deep. And they are not shallow people. They are not shallow at all. Sagittarius, on the other hand, is more lighthearted. It is a mutable fire sign. Now, mutable means flexible. They're like Pisces, Virgo, Gemini, Sag. They are extremely, let's let it roll off my back. I can't control it. I'm not going to worry about it. I just got to like, just move forward. Keep moving. It's Sag. It's fire. Sag loves moving. They're the type of person that they're going to be a little more impulsive than a Scorpio. They're going to be more, hey, do we want to go to Bali or do we want to go to India? Let's look at the flights. Let's go. How about next weekend? You know, let's like pick up and go. Pack your bags. That's a sad. Scorpio's like, hmm, you know what? I need to stay home. I, I don't I don't feel like getting on an airplane doing all that stuff, you know. Um, but Sag is definitely more free-flowing, fiery, and the open book. And what's really interesting, it's ruled by Jupiter. And Jupiter is big and jolly like Santa Claus, okay? So Santa Claus is like the essence of Sagittarius. What happens this time of year? You go into holiday season, and now we're like approaching the Christmas holidays. And in the United States, there's Thanksgiving, which swings open the door to Christmas, even though somehow the door's already been swung open. And everybody starts spending money. This is Jupiter. People start spending money. They start... Um, you know, bringing the, you know, bringing the gifts home and hiding them. <laughs> they get new TVs, they get new clothes, they buy all sorts of stuff and they are completely, um, you know, we're all completely wrapped up in what we're going to do for the holidays. It's social, which is Jupiter. It's big, which is Jupiter. It's you know, we're consuming lots of food. Oh, it's holiday season. Don't go on a diet because it's Jupiter. It's a bit of overindulgence in the money department and in the food department. And then what happens? By the time Christmas comes, we're already in Capricorn. So we're we're worn out. We're tired of Christmas parties. We're tired of Christmas music. We're tired of shopping, stores, people, stuff. And then the credit card bills come. And Capricorn is all about reality. Saturn rules reality, rules Capricorn. It is all about the Saturnine influence that comes in this time next month. So there'll be the solstice. And then we move into Capricorn. And that's, you know, that's the 21st of December. And what happens is we sort of wake up from the shock and we're like, ah, you know, you get out of bed and you get take the Christmas hat off, even though Christmas isn't even here yet because the credit card bills are starting to roll in from November. And that's the reality of Saturn. 
and that's very different from Jupiter. So this is going back to what I said earlier. Scorpio is different from Sag, is different from Capricorn, is different from Aquarius. And so Aquarius doesn't start till next year, but we get a month of Capricorn where we're like, oh my God, what did I do? <laughs> Unless you were very cautious. Now, um, what's interesting is, you know, people, you know, traditionally it gets very serious. It's, it's, people are happy to see each other at Christmas, but the energy shifts. And just as the energy is shifting now from the intensity of Scorpio to the, you know, let it all hang out Sagittarius, um, it will shift from that Sagittarian vibe to the very, the serious responsible elements of Capricorn, which is earth and cardinal. And cardinal are the ones that are the initiators and the ambitious ones. Okay. So it's a very different vibe. So we go from this whoop it up, go to Christmas party, get some eggnog feeling to, oh my God, where have I been the last four weeks? <laughs> and so it's, I always advise people, you know, during this Jupiterian time of year, try to maintain your cool. Don't get caught up in the vibe. And especially right now, because people want to feel better. They want to feel better after last year and this year. And last year, everybody was like, 2021 is going to be better. And it hasn't been like really very different. I think it's been harder. And that's, I've said that before on this podcast. I think it's more complicated than last year. Um, and so what we're doing is we are moving out of the Scorpio into the Sag. And we had a taste of Sag already. We had the eclipse the other day. And it was in Scorpio and Taurus. And it was squaring Jupiter. So there was an element of Sagittarius in that eclipse, but we are not um, completely, it wasn't completely in Sagittarius. It was like, it was Jupiter. It was the planet more than the sign. And so when we get Jupiter involved in an eclipse, we might do big things or we hear big stories or it's a, you know, it's a big deal. So I did, you know, I was out with big, ideas these last couple of days I had to I had to do some shopping and I had to spend money <laughs> I spent I had to spend money like there was no way that I couldn't I had things that I had to get I'm the one hosting Thanksgiving as I do every year here and Thanksgiving is not a holiday in Costa Rica so I'm the token American here and I'm I like to do Thanksgiving for everyone and everyone loves it. It's become a tradition. So I had to like start getting things ready. I bought little Christmas lights. I bought, um, you know, things for the table. I bought things to make dinner. I, I had to like clean up the garden today. I had to like do a lot of things that were in preparation for that, you know, that party we're going to have on Thursday at, at my house. So it's, it was a lot of running around Thursday and Friday. And so there was, you know, there was a certain amount of Jupiterian activity for me because I had to go spend all sorts of money on all sorts of little things. And, and so, you know, I was already feeling the Jupiter. Um, now as we move through this week, the sun is not the only planet to change signs on Wednesday Mercury, the planet of articulation and speech and thinking and thought and and all things intellectual, written, spoken, Mercury moves into Sagittarius, and that's uh, the morning of the 24th, Wednesday. And so 
we have then two planets in fire. This is really good because our thoughts get a little lighter. They're not as intense. We're not thinking. We're not suspicious. We're not, you know, thinking in a suspicious way. We're not, we're not like brooding. We are open and ready to be congenial and hospitable with the Sagittarius energy, the sun and Mercury. Now, one of the things that's going to happen is that um, the sun and Mercury will come together next Sunday when we meet in the evening. And, you know, we have a sun-Mercury conjunction, which happens a few times a year. And so there, we're getting a little jazzed, you know, that, that fiery energy. This is good because we haven't had any planets in fire signs in months since we were in Leo season. That was like you know, July and August. And, you know, there were some lingering things, maybe uh, some planets hung out in Leo for a little while after that. I think Mars did. But we need some fire in the sky. Fire is the sign. Fire is the, the element that gets us motivated, gets us working, moving, shaking, doing things, gets us up and feeling like, you know, doing things like exercising. You know, you, you, it's like, oh, I have no motivation. Yeah, because everything, we're thinking and brooding. Everything is in air and water and with a bit of earth. So we're, we're moving into fire where we're going to get up and do and go and make something happen. Okay. And this is, this is lighter energy. We're just, we're just, it can be done. It's a different attitude where Scorpio may rescind, hold back. Sag is going to say, we can do it. Let's just do it. Because Sag takes risks. Jupiter is a risk-taking planet ruling a risk-taking sign. And so we like that risk-taking. We like that we feel good. It's exhilarating to have some fire. <sighs> yes, Scorpio's passionate, but it's not in a fiery way. It's in a watery way. It's in the sensing and the feelings and the intuition and the depth. It's not, woohoo, Sag. <laughs> It's fire. It's like, let's go. You know, the thing with Sag is make sure you stop and you break at the red light and the stop sign. Don't try to rush your light because when we're in Sag, we think we can do things. We think we're superhuman. We're not. Um, so the planet that will be left over in Scorpio is Mars and it's only halfway through the sign. So it will take another several weeks before it leaves Scorpio and goes into um, Sagittarius. And, you know, by that time, um, it'll be December 13th and, you know, things will be, um, you know, progressing along very nicely through Sagittarius and then we'll get, we're sitting, sort of getting ready for Capricorn, you know, um, in fact, the day that Mars goes into Sag, Mercury will go into Capricorn, like several hours later. So, and that's December 13th. And so, you know, one leaves the fire, goes into the earth. The other one leaves the water, goes into the fire. And so when Mars is in Scorpio, it likes being in Scorpio because it's a co-ruler of Scorpio, the other ruler being Pluto. And what happens, Mars is, you know, left there and it's good because we need some water too. We do have Neptune and Pisces, but it's good to have a secondary planet in a water sign. Now the moon moves too quickly um, to really count it as, okay, so right now it's in Gemini. Later today, it's going to move out and go into Cancer in a couple of hours. So that's a, that's really a, um, an interesting, you know, that we have another planet in water. So 
but it moves too quickly to really con consider it, you know, staying someplace and balancing everything out. So really, we're getting some fire this week. We're get, we'll have our water. We have our air with Saturn and Jupiter in Aquarius. And we have Earth with Uranus in Taurus, Pluto, and Venus in Capricorn. And speaking of... Um, you know, Sagittarius, the next eclipse is in Sagittarius, which is a new moon total solar eclipse. It should be the 4th of December in this region of the world, unless you're in Pacific time zone, it'll be late that night, right before midnight. Um, but for the most of most part, it's in, it's on Saturday, the 4th. And so it'll be the wee hours, but we'll you know, have a Sagittarian energy. It'll be another Jupiterian vibe. And it's still an eclipse, okay? So wherever Sagittarius falls in your chart, think about where that is, and that's where the eclipse is happening. Now, with eclipses, we are still in the eclipse period. We had it the other day, and we are having the second one in just slightly less than two weeks, which will be Saturday the 4th. So we're still in the eclipse period. Things are still intense. I'm still hearing intense stories from people. People call me, and they're like, you know, um, this is going on. And I'm like, whoa, this is intense. And then somebody else tells me something, and it's intense. Eclipses bring things to the surface. Stuff that's hanging in the air is always important to recognize during eclipses. You know, when you have like an unspoken thing going on with somebody, if there's emotions, you know, this is the sun and the moon, the moon's emotions. If there are emotions that are not being talked about or feelings about stuff, stuff hanging in the air that you're trying to balance and work with, they come up during the eclipse. So say, for example, you've got, like you had a fight with one of your parents. Okay, so you like had a big fight with your parents and you're not talking to each other. And then the eclipse comes. You got to, like, somebody's going to make a move. Somebody's got to talk. Things come to the surface. You, the ice breaks. That's the nature of eclipses. Like, okay, I'm not talking to my mother right now. She pissed me off. It's about the holidays. Here we go. And then some ice breaks and you've got to talk to her because the holidays are coming and you're going to see your mother, right? Right. It's that kind of thing. You have to, the ice breaks, something has to come to the surface. And if you're working with yourself regularly and you're working with your emotions and your feelings, you know what those things are. You know what those things are about, you know, the direction of your life. And so eclipses only happen twice a year, but they are very, very important because they clear the decks. After the eclipse period, we feel better, we feel clearer, we, we like stuff comes up during the eclipse and we have to deal with it because it's been sitting in the corner. It's like the elephant in the room, you know? And so it's very important to connect with what's happening during the eclipse. Um, you know, they're not my favorite, okay? There, I've said it. <laughs> I'm not supposed to say that as an astrologer. I'm supposed to reassure you that they're okay. And I mean, ultimately, are we alive? Yes, the eclipse happens and we're still alive and we're breathing and we're working and we're doing our things. But sometimes, like I've had times when, I, like the eclipse is great. Like it gives me energy, it stimulates me, it motivates me. And then the second one comes and it's like, <gasps> I need to go back to bed, please. It just, you can't. You can't rely on what's exactly going to happen during an eclipse. I could sit here and give you a thousand reasons. It's sort of, and in that way, you're going to say, Deb, that sounds like Uranus. You talk about Uranus that way. But, you know, eclipses, I don't think anybody can really predict 
exactly what's going to happen during an eclipse. And, you know, that's, that's the element of life. That's the surprise. That's, you know, the, the part of us that has to have trust and faith in life. And I can often, of course, in 2020 hindsight, say, I know what that eclipse was about. And, you know, it, like I said, we don't know what element of our lives is going to come to the surface. And in the country you live in, maybe, maybe there's some big things that happen in your country. They, they bring emotions to the surface. People get furious. They do things. They start wars. They, they start other things, um, that are less than savory sometimes. Like people start revolutions sometimes on eclipses. (laughs) Um, here in Costa Rica, we have had six mayors be arrested. That's what happened during this eclipse. That's an intense thing. That's very serious. The mayor of where I live, Escazú, has been arrested. The mayor of San Jose has been arrested, the capital of Costa Rica. Cartago, arrested. Um, where my friend lives in Dominical, that mayor's been arrested in that OSA. Um, it's, it's been an interesting week. These things happen during eclipses. So this was a big deal because it's corruption charges. They're taking money. Jupiter was squaring the eclipse. The eclipse was squaring Jupiter, actually. And so there's this square with Jupiter during the eclipse. It's about money. Venus is starting to get ready to retrograde, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, there was This is a big deal. These things come up during eclipses. There was an investigation going on, and they nabbed them, okay? And now they're all under arrest, and there's going to be a further investigation and see what else is going on. But this is, like, this is what I mean by something under the surface can come out, and it depends on what you've been up to. If you've been involved in corruption scandals during an eclipse, that's going to happen. That often brings it out into the open. So yes, six mayors in Costa Rica have been arrested. And stay tuned. I'll know more in the next few weeks. <laughs> and it's like we're laughing, but you know, we are laughing, but at the same time, we're kind of chuckling because these guys got caught with their hands in the cookie jar, you know? So, you know, and, and from what I understand, like I, I understand that, you know, taxes are very high here. And, um, you know, it's not fair when you find out that the people who are charging you those taxes are taking your money, literally taking your money and putting it in their pocket. So that's what's going on in Costa Rica. Anyway, um, so the, <laughs> so that's a really good example of what happens during an eclipse. Um, so we're in the eclipse period. Now, you might say, Deb, but this came to light during the eclipse. Doesn't that mean it's going to fall apart? Mm, no. This is part of the eclipse. This is what the eclipse has brought out. Eclipses are like, you know, a boil that's been lanced. <laughs> you know, all the all the stuff under the surface of the skin comes out. You know, it gets cleaned. It gets cleared. So as eclipses clean house. So we'll see what happens when we get to the 4th of December. Now, nobody, I would have never predicted that. Okay, and this is what I mean about being able to predict what's going on during eclipse season. So enough about the eclipse. We move into the fact that Venus, now next week when we meet, which will be the 28th of November, Venus will be at 19 degrees of Capricorn. She's at 14 right now, which means she's only going to move about 5 degrees this week, which means she's slowing 
down. The retrograde is not until the 19th of December, which is really a month away, but it is indeed a slower Venus. What's going to happen is she'll be at 19 Sunday and then she'll be 19 on Monday. And that's where we're going to start seeing. So by the end of November, she's going to really start getting pokey and slowing down. Now, you may already start to see indications of, you know, those things happening in your life. Like, you know, Venus is the planet that rules money, finances, and it also rules um, love and relationships and friendships and socializing. So um, one of those things is, you know, going to eventually affect your life. It might be about your money. It might be like you have money, you can't get to it. It might be that you have, uh, you know, a person come back into your life. I've mentioned these things before. These are things that will happen under Venus retrograde. So those are those are things to look out for. Now, Venus is going to get closer and closer to Pluto. It's 10 degrees away from Pluto right now. But once it gets to 19 next weekend when we talk again, it's really only 5 degrees away. That, to me, is a conjunction. This is going to be weeks of Venus conjunct Pluto. If you are a Venus-Pluto person... And I think you know who you are because you probably had your chart read. Um, <laughs> Venus-Pluto people usually do because they have lots of questions about their relationships. Venus to Pluto, it, where is that in your chart? If you have a conjunction, the two of them in the same place at the same time, then you are someone who needs the intensity and passion of a deep relationship. It has to be meaningful and it has to be serious. It doesn't mean it's got to be in Capricorn. Venus and Pluto won't probably be in Capricorn. They'll be in another sign. But if you do have a Venus-Pluto contact, you are going to be one of those people who feels this more so than somebody whose Venus and Pluto don't talk to each other in their chart. If you're like me and your Venus and Pluto are doing other things with each other, like I have them in opposition, um, you know, that could be a reverberation and I may feel something that I didn't really expect because um, the Venus and the Pluto are dancing together, not the way they're dancing in my chart, but they are still talking to each other in a, an intense conversation. So those of you who have those things, just be aware of that um, and visit your local astrologer. And so what's going on now? The moon is void in Gemini and it will... Uh, remain in Gemini for the next few hours when it will go into Cancer later this evening. It will stay in Cancer. Uh, um, it will stay in Cancer. It goes in 10.33 p.m. Eastern Time this evening. It stays in Cancer Monday, Tuesday. It goes void 12.46 a.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday. So that's really the wee hours of the night. It will... Uh, go into Leo at 11 a.m. on Wednesday Eastern Time. So the morning, the first hours of the morning on Wednesday, the 24th, um, you know, it's void. So, uh, you know, it's business as usual. Don't don't really start anything new. It's If you're living in a land where there is a holiday, then you're probably not going to start anything new. Like you're getting out of work and you're going to like start your Thanksgiving preparations. Thursday, it will be in Leo. Now that's a good moon for a holiday if you're celebrating Thanksgiving because Leo is a festive 
sign and it's fire and it, it'll be more fire in the skies and it's going to be a lot of fun and it should make a very nice relationship to both mercury and the sun when it's in leo because it's going to you know make what we call a trine which is a very lovely flowing aspect so this is i think this should be an interesting an interesting thanksgiving there is there's some tension from the planets the moon to the planets on thanksgiving day but for the most part, it should go very smoothly. Um, the moon will void 11.24 a.m. on Friday the 26th, so it will stay void until 9.12 p.m. Okay, so that's a void basically all day. That's Black Friday. It's a void moon. So, you know, um, business as usual, but it's <laughs> you might not get accomplished what you think you're going to get accomplished on Friday the 26th. Um, Saturday, it will be in Virgo. Um, it will stay in Virgo. Sunday, it will go void at 7.02 p.m. This is all Eastern time. And the Sunday the 28th, Hanukkah begins at sundown. Happy Hanukkah for those celebrating. Um, and I'll be back again on the 28th to talk to you more about what is coming up next week. Um and that's about it. Um, we will be here again next Sunday. And I welcome you in the meantime to visit my Instagram, which is The Golden Astrologer. Visit my website, thegoldenastrologer.com, where you can book online. And if you did not attend my Reiki webinar last week and you would like to get um, a copy of the recording, you can still purchase it on my website. Um, it's $20 and I will send you a link to the recording. Um, it was a great turnout. We had a lovely time and um, I'm getting people studying with me and I'm very excited about that, spreading the news of this really lovely Reiki fifth dimension system that is very, very powerful. So I'm offering Reiki sessions now and I am offering the Reiki video and I'm offering... Uh, three levels of Reiki classes. So right now it's been one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I haven't had a bunch of people want to schedule all at the same time. So I'm not doing a, like a group class just yet, but if anybody's interested in a group class, you can contact me, info at thegoldenastrologer.com. And you can also take a look at my book online. It, it gives all the options for either studying with me or uh, having a session. So I thank you for listening. And if you're celebrating Thanksgiving, have a lovely Thanksgiving. And I wish you a beautiful week and gratitude, gratitude and love to each and every one of you out there. And we will see you all in a week. Thanks for listening.